So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. This one's gonna be about Jay-Z and a little bit of his advice. But more after the intro, as always. As always, it's every single day, but I love it. I love it. It is what I'm willing to do. But yeah, um, with that being said, hello, welcome back to the next episode of the Self-Development with Tactics fucking podcast. And I'm pretty pumped. I'm pretty pumped to sit here, record this episode, talk to you, and talk about Jay-Z and what he has to say as well. But before I actually forget it to mention, this particular episode is also available as a podcast, which means that you can listen to it, which means that it might be a more effective way for you to consume this particular episode because you can do something simultaneously. Watching the episode for 30 minutes or 40 minutes or 50 minutes is really not that efficient, you know, because you can't do something simultaneously while you're watching the episode unless you're actually only listening to it and not really watching it. But uh, you can just also listen to it by default. You know, if you go down into the description, there sh should be the link to the podcast. And uh, yeah, just click on it. Uh, you should be able to just get to a site where you're able to um, yeah, choose the site where you want to listen to the podcast on. So it's uh, either you can choose Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, various different platforms. Like there should definitely be that platform you're on by default as well. But yeah, um, Jay-Z, we're talking Jay-Z today. And I do hope that there is something interesting for you in it as well. I initially just was a little bit pondering around whether I should go through this or not, just because, I don't know, I wasn't quite sure. I wasn't quite sure if there's something interesting in it. And it is also, yeah, it's not that of a long article, but still I hope it is interesting and still I hope it's a good one. Power players, JC says this is the genius thing he did when starting out in the music business. It was published yes, no, on Friday, the 18th of October 2019 at 10:21 a.m. EDT. And it was again written by Taylor Lock. Um, at its it's uh, Taylor Lock. <laughs> yeah. I think it's it's Twitter, it should be Twitter. Let's actually see. And what is it? Nothing. Oh, it's just her page and featuring all the articles that she wrote, which is good, which is great. So, J.C. Frederick M. Brown. Uh, or Sean J.C. Carter has had nothing short of a record-setting career. In June, Forbes dubbed Carter the first hip-hop artist to become a billionaire. And it's just insane. Like, he's just uh, having so many companies and or he's having money in so many different companies. But there was one thing in particular that Carla did early in his career that he later called a genius move. In the beginning, we went to every single label and every single label shut their doors on us. Carla said on, uh, at the 2010 Forbes 400 Summit referring, referring to himself as uh, and his then business partner Damon Dash and Kareem Burke or Borke, whatever. The genius thing that was that we did was we didn't give up. We used that what do they know approach. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, the genius thing that we did was we didn't give up. And this is really, really fucking genius. Unless, 
and I've been talking about it so many things, <laughs> so many times. I've I've literally been talking about this thing that I'm just willing to talk about for so many fucking times. Um, times. If if there is something that you're willing to do, and you're pushing through, and uh, it's good, it's really good. If it is something that you not want to come and you don't want to have and whatnot, then please don't push through. Change it up. Quit. Do something else. That's quite it. That's kind of the short version of the whole rant that I'm just having, you know, <laughs> on the other 100 times, actually. But yeah. Um, so the genius thing that we did was we didn't give up. We used that what do they know? So quote unquote, what do they know approach? We didn't give up at that point. Instead, Carter, Dash and Burke started their own label called Rockefeller Records in 1994. Carter released his debut album Reasonable Doubt on Rockefeller in 1996. Though sales started slow, the album caught the attention of label executives. I think that was the genius thing we did, or maybe the most genius thing we did. Uh, we started selling our own CDs and built our own bus, Carter said in 2010. Then the record companies came back to us. Def Jam, a label that has now worked with artists like Justin Bieber and Kanye West, tried to offer Carter a deal at the time, according to the Wall Street Journal. In response, Carter replied, I own the company I rap for. Which is pretty great. You know, if you're having that mentality, just please do that. I don't know if it's that applicable at this point in time as well. I don't know if it would work just at this point in time as well. <laughs> but it could. I don't know, like I'm really not educated in this kind of uh, music label and in general, I'm, I think I'm the most undereducated person in music there is. Well, not really, but, you know, I, I really, I've always been pretty shitty at music in school. Like, I don't know if you having just music as a subject in school, but we had in, in primary school and I've, I've actually liked singing. I still like singing and I still even think about actually pursuing something like a singing career but I do kind of feel like that I'm not really a good singer even though sometimes in my mind I am but you know you know what it is like you know when you're singing something um, just by having just a song playing next to you and whatever it sounds pretty fucking cool and good and whatnot but if you're singing on your own and recording it then you actually see that you're really fucking shit <laughs> but yeah you know this is what it is this is my thoughts um but uh, I don't know, like, it could be applicable. You know, you could be doing the, sex, the exact same thing as he did as well, but I don't know if it is working. You know, I don't know if you even have to. You know, I don't even know if you have to actually have a, um, a label just because you now can actually just uh, distribute all your content on social media and that's quite it then. And I guess a label is only there for um, distributing a stuff and actually making you famous, basically. But yeah, you know, since we're not having any gatekeepers any longer, at least in this certain um, industry, we can all just put our stuff on SoundCloud or on, on Spotify, actually, on YouTube, on all these various different platforms and then get discovered, actually. You know, if you're producing something that other people like to listen to and or other people like to have, then it's, it's, it's definitely going to work. If not, it's, it's not going to work or just it's going to take some time. Uh, we had a different negotiation. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't the same artist's label relationship, Carter said at the 2010 summit. Now we retained ownership in our own company and it was the thing for us. Which is great. Like, 
I don't know, it's just great, you know, that they're doing something that they also just like to do. It's just really, really fucking important. Instead of signing with Def Jam, Kata eventually sold Rockefeller Records to the label. Hmm, I see. I see, you know. Yeah, yeah, never mind. Def Jam first purchased half of Rockefeller Records in 1997 for 1.5 million and then bought the remaining half in 2004 for 10 million according to MTV, which is quite something, even though I guess it could have been more, just as I'm, as I'm thinking about it. Like, for a whole label, I don't know who was signed with the label or on the label or whatnot, but yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, as, as I said, I'm not really educated, so therefore let's... I'm not, I'm not just gonna be debating about that, I guess. <laughs> In 2008, Kara founded entertainment agency Rock Nation as part of a venture with Live Nation. Rock Nation represents talent in both music and sports, including Rihanna and NBA star Kevin Durant. Or Durant, I guess. Kara remains the CEO of Rock Nation today. Kara has also invested in and launched companies, including uh, Deuce, a cognac he co-owns with Bacardi. Armand de Brion, uh, a champagne and Tidal or Tidal, a music streaming service. The entertainment and business miracle also has a stake in Uber that Forbes estimated was worth 70 million in June, which is quite some money, you know. As an artist, Kara has collected 14 number one albums and 22 Grammy awards. By the way, Will Smith is also having two Grammys, as far as I know. It's pretty great. Like, I gotta have to say, like, there has to be a reason why Jay-Z is a fucking billionaire. Like, nobody becomes a billionaire by accident. You know, this is really not something that happens. And I guess it is even what um, what Mark Cuban said. He said that, you know, um, if he were to start, or if he had to start again, then uh, he would basically actually do the same things. And um, the first thing that he would actually do is having a job as a power tender, at night and also having a day job. So it's he would basically kind of work all day long, basically. And this is what what he would do. And just because he's having all his, his skills, his sales skills and all the other skills that he's having, these entrepreneurial skills, um, he would get a millionaire. You know, he said that there's no doubt, you know, um, that he's going to be a, a millionaire once again. But he doubts a little bit that he's going to be a billionaire again. You know, millionaire is, is quite okay for him. You know, this is somehow, like, it, it actually seemed to just rel to be relatively easy for him, you know, to just be a millionaire again or get a millionaire again. But he said that for being a billionaire, you do just need some luck as well. And I don't know. I gotta have to say, like, as I said, nobody becomes a billionaire just by accident. I think this is not something that's that's going to work or something that's going to happen. Maybe for some people, of course, you know, we are so many people on this planet, there just has to be somebody that just got a billionaire by, I don't know what to say, accident, but by just a lot of fucking luck. Like, I don't know if there's actually somebody that won in the lottery just a billion. I don't know. A billion lottery win. Uh, the anonymous sole winner of a 1.5 billion US Mega Millions drawing last fall has come for forward to claim the jackpot, choosing to collect a record one-time cash sum of more than 877 million, South Carolina's Lottery Commission said on Monday. Uh, Reuters, South California lottery winner claims record 
877 million cash. The thing is, if he won 1.5 billion, why is he only getting 877 million? Is it because taxes? I, I actually guess it is because of taxes. Well, let's see what the New York Times says. I'm, I'm going to show you as well, actually. Um, an anonymous person in South California finally claimed the record-setting price from October's 1.45 million Mega Millions jackpot, opting to collect a one-time lump sum of 877,784,124 bucks. The state's lottery commission announced on Monday that the person has stepped forward, ending questions about why, five months after uh, the winning numbers were announced, no one had claimed the money. It was the largest payout to a single lottery winner in United States history. The winner had until uh, April the 9th to claim the money. Winning the lottery comes with a long list of difficult decisions, which may explain the delay in making the claim. Thus, for the winner has, uh, thus far, the winner has followed the typical playbook to minimize or avoid potential complications. The person has stayed anonymous and has gotten help. The winner retained Jason M. Curland, a New York lawyer who has branded himself the lottery lawyer after representing several high-profile winners. In October, Mr. Curland told the New York Times that the biggest challenge is making sure the windfall does not ruin personal relationships. And so on and so on and so on. Uh, I'm going to link down this New, York Times, um, this New York Times article in the description, so if you want to check it out as well, um, as well as the CNBC article as I'm always doing it. But let's actually check out, since this is actually the episode for tomorrow, today is Sunday, tomorrow is Monday, obviously, I do actually, first of all, want to go through some news because I'm not really looking forward to just uh, talking about some Quora questions, but I'm actually looking forward to some news. Uh, but let's actually, nah, please just don't do this. Let's do it like this, it's a little bit more uh, friendly. Pixel 4's face unlock finally catches up to the iPhone. It's about damn time. <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, I actually gotta have to say, you know, so many different devices and so many new devices are being launched at this point in time. Like, so many new devices. It's just really insane. The thing is that I'm still having an iPhone 5S. 5S. You know, it's not a really new phone. It's uh, it was launched, I think, in two thousand and either thirteen or fifteen. Something, I think it is actually thirteen. Let's let let me check. Actually, why would I actually memorize some shit like that if I can just look it up? Um, no, not five. We uh, five or W actually, not V. Yeah, it was released in 2013, so it's six years old. You know, it's a really an old phone. And I really have to say that, that for me at least, it is working really fine. And of course, it is really slow. And of course, there are some issues that I'm having with space, especially space. You know, I think one of the only reasons I would actually get myself a new phone is just to have more space on my phone because I'm literally not able to just take any fucking photos nor videos, but especially videos. And I basically can't do anything, you know? I'm having my apps. These are good. These are fine. They work. They work pretty smoothly as well. Like, I'm not having a lot of issues with them. Um, 
relatively smoothly. Like, of course, you can't compare it to just actually the next generation of iPhones. I'm actually seeing, like, my 5S is way slower than my, my buddy's 6S and whatnot. Like, it's, it's really, really faster. And uh, another problem that I'm just having is I'm not getting the new updates, you know? I'm going to stick with uh, iOS 12.4 or something, so I'm not going to get I iOS 13, which is, yeah, which is a little bit of a bad thing. Like, it is what it is. Yeah, you know, it is working, it is not fucked, and I'm going to just use it until it is fucked, and, I'm gonna, and, and until I'm not able to use it any longer, or it falls down, or something something happens like that. But yeah, you know, it's it's still working. And I gotta just have to say that you do not need a new phone all the fucking time, you know. If you're just staying with a phone that's a year old or two years old or maybe even three years old, it's totally fucking fine. My phone is six years old. You know, I haven't bought it in 2013. This is what I have to say. So uh, I haven't bought it just as it was new. I bought it like three years ago or something. But still, the technology there uh, was new six years ago basically, you know, some sort, not really, but you know what I mean. But yeah, you know, let's see what the news uh, say as well. Uh, where am I? Let's actually use this kind of view because it's a little bit of, a little bit uh, simple on the eye, a little bit uh, easy on the eye, at my point of view at least. Um, Samsung reportedly working on under-display camera for 2020 smartphone. Under-display camera. I was just thinking how this could work. The thing is, well, under display doesn't mean under glass because I was just thinking like, okay, uh, my iPhone is also having a display or a camera that's just under the display, you know, because it's under the glass, but it's not really under the display. This was just the point that I was willing to, <laughs> to make. Uh, <laughs> then there's actually something that caught my attention. And these AirPod alternatives offer superb audio and battery life for 40 bucks. And this is something that I'm just going to review and going to just have a look at just because it is interesting. It is interesting to me. I do really hope that they're not just looking like this because they exactly look like AirPods. And I'm really not a big fan of those things, you know. I, I really love uh, having some budget things, but I really don't like to have like just an... Uh, a copy of something. Smartphone manufacturers are slowly but surely removing headphone jacks from their flagship models, and soon enough, your um, your reliable wired smartphones will be obsolete or obsolete, whatever. Luckily, Bluetooth AirPods are more accessible than ever, and popular choices like the Air, uh, the Apple AirPods, dominate the market. Not just anyone can buy a pricey pair of AirPods, though, but you can get these AirPod alternatives for just forty. If I'm clicking on this, am I going to be sent to, you know what, I'm not going to risk that shit again. No, actually not. Because once I actually just, you know, I just clicked on one of these links and then I was sent to fucking Amazon and then my address was shown. Not something that I really liked since I just had to cut it out. Uh, AirSounds Pro True Wireless Earbuds. They look exactly like fucking AirPods, but they're only just... Uh, a little bit cheaper. You also can get warranty, even two years warranty for 10 bucks. Um, I don't know, like I really don't know since it's also a pretty fucked up picture there, like it's, it's <laughs> just ranting all the time. <laughs> just having to rant all the time. I'm, I'm sorry for that. I really am. 
but let's see if there's other news. Uh, Google Pixel Buds 2 versus the competition, which wireless earbuds look the best? Uh, I would just say the AirPods, uh, they, they just look the best, you know? even though first of all everyone was like you know they look shit and they look so stupid like just a toothbrush in your fucking ears uh, they are pretty fucking convenient i gotta have to say like i do not want to say um since i haven't had a pair and i'm not really going to just have a pair as well i guess you know i'm not gonna buy those just because they're so fucking expensive but they are just pretty good i guess you know the sound might or might not be just really excellent or not people have said it is actually pretty good but uh, I don't know, like, Apple has always made just some quality products. They're definitely overpriced, but they're just quality products, you know. Uh, the um, How they're done and made is pretty pretty nice and pretty, pretty great. Uh, the features are often, they're just working, you know. They're always working. So, so, yeah, I know this might or might not be a just, I don't know, a reason for having such... Or just pricing them so immensely pricey and or expensive, or not? I don't know if you can actually. Is it is it a gratification for something? You know, to just okay, never mind. Uh, something else that I've just seen is friend, friendly reminder: biometrics are not the best way to secure your phone. Which is under display, and there is shown an under display scanner. How meme culture changed. The uh, PSAT meme culture. Didn't know that it is even a culture. Thank you for coming and welcome to the college sports, whatever. So it's just actually uh, a bunch of memes around uh, the PSAT. Okay, <laughs> let's actually just have one core question as well, um, just because I do want to have some value in here. I don't know if there was some value. Up to this point, I hope actually. Uh, what can you do less to improve life? Um, really easy, actually really easy, but I'm just still gonna take it. Don't smoke or smoke less. Don't drink, drink less. Eat uh, less unhealthy shit or just eat healthy. Um, just don't be so negative. It's actually really bad advice, I know. It really is bad advice to just say, okay, you just gotta have to be positive <laughs> you just have to be positive and that's it and then your life is cool obviously yeah your life is going to be better if you're more positive and opt or optimistic rather than just being a fucking pessimistic person but uh, like it's not that easy to change that but i do just really want to point out that being positive and having a healthy mind is something that's incredibly important you know, especially being positive, which can lead to having a positive mind and also having a, ha a happy mind and also a healthy mind. But, yeah, you know, as I said, it's not going to be that easy to change that. You can change that by just, for example, having the particular perspective on certain things. Like, you can always see things in a negative light and also in a positive light. But if you really focus on a positive light, then it's just going to do a pretty good thing. You know, it's going to do pretty good. I guess, at least. But yeah, um, something else that you could just do less to improve your life. Uh, spending time with people that you, first of all, don't like, uh, you maybe even hate, or that are just not good for you. You know, some people that do just only bring out the very negative in you. You should just really kind of uh, 
lower the amount of time you're spending with those people, I guess. But yeah, I guess this is quite it. <laughs> uh, maybe they're just... Uh, there might be just an unlimited amount of other things that you could just do less to improve your life but I think it's just the, the main pillar ones or the main just types of uh, things you maybe should do less to being able to, to do that I guess so yeah um, I do hope that this episode was somehow kind of valuable to you for you whatever but yeah um, I wish you the best health of happiness and also success and I also hope that you're going to remind yourself on how you're going to be remembered which basically means your legacy um, because we can just be nice and then being remembered as a nice person in theory. Practically, it sometimes won't work because we're 7.7 .7 billion people on this planet and there's just going to be somebody that just hates you or just dislikes you. It is what it is, you know. Can't do anything about it. Something else that I just want you to think about are three questions. The first one is why are you here? The second one is what are you trying to change? And the third one is what is bothering you the most? Since a lot of companies that are now pretty successful started with having a solution or finding a solution for a problem that really pissed them off. And they're also going to show you your purpose, those three questions, I at least hope. And uh, if I was able to just give you some value, I would really just appreciate if you would like this video, like the podcast or rate the podcast and also subscribe to the podcast and or subscribe to the YouTube channel um, so that I'm going to see you the next time, which would be amazing for me. I see you, hopefully the next time. <laughs>